Look at that. Sneeze guard in full effect. <laughs> Welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Hey! Oh! Uh, here we are back at the Scum and Villainy Cantina on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Not that you'd know it out there right now. It's pretty quiet. It is a little bit ghost towny out there today. Well, it's the holiday weekend. It is. For everyone but us, because we're muckraking. Do you think people are like in their houses where they're supposed to be? Without anybody else there, or at there at some fucking party somewhere. Who's a, who could party in this weather? I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world, but fuck, 103 degrees today. It's supposed to be 109 tomorrow. Mm, it was 118 out by me. What? Yes. Oh, so hot that when I walked outside, I felt the hair on my legs start to sizzle. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Did you smell it? Didn't I like heard it faintly in the distance? Like. <laughs> is that is that bacon no that's you fool get in the car Ooh, ooh, so damn hot um and now you know a lot of fear about rolling brownouts or blackouts mm -hmm. because everybody's got their fucking acs on uh rightfully so now's the time to turn that shit i've on. been sacrificing small animals and livestock to my air conditioning unit simply so that it keeps going because oh god oh sweet ball i'm numb pagan god of the bible please make sure that the air conditioner don't crap out yeah it's been nasty man nasty but we're here in a very chilly uh scum and villainy cantina thanks to jc for coming in early and turning the air conditioner on so that we could sit here in comfort Mm -hmm. and give you the fucking news i'm a little bitter because all i want to do is eat and i'm not eating today oh are we on a so fast so this will this will substitute for eating indeed our sponsor for this episode is doordash i know which this... will bring food to you if you want it unless you don't ask for it this is the cruelest care. ad a man in the midst of a fast <laughs> should have to read ladies and gentlemen but Today's episode of Fat Man Beyond is sponsored, as Mark says, by the good folks at DoorDash, man. Right now, our listeners can get five bucks off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 bucks or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code FATMAN. Take it. Get fatter. That's right. You know right. you want to. That's five bucks off your and zero, five bucks off and zero delivery fees on your first order ladies and gentlemen when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter the code all one word fat man f-a-t-m-a-n don't forget that code's fat man for five bucks off your first order with doordash um i actually used doordash this week did you what yes uh my kid uh it was a place called it was a pizza joint and my kid like threw it under my nose go i'm ordering from here and she sent me a link and I clicked on the link and it was the DoorDash mm. version of it. So I said, you ordering DoorDash? She said, yeah. I was like, oh, we do ads for them. <laughs> Use the code. Let's yeah, I was like, there's a pocket code. What, what is it? I can't remember it. For the life of me, we didn't get our monies off and stuff. Um, but man, they come, they bring the food, they leave it right on the doorstep. Contact-free delivery. Contact-free delivery, which in these covid -y times, that's what you're looking for, man. Hell yeah. Contact-free delivery. I, I, in reading these copy points, which, you know, the, the, the handy folks at DoorDash will give you things to talk about. And there was one on here that I didn't read last time and I didn't notice. They have over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. That's a lot of restaurants. That's a lot of restaurants. So like, if you're in the mood for anything, they can probably find a guy to bring it to you. 
movies might be on DoorDash for all Ooh, I know. Um, I mean, you could go anywhere, right? They'll take you anywhere. Pretty much. Anywhere you want to eat. What are you feeling like having some Chinese? Feeling like having some Mexican, some Cuban, some Native American? Do they have Native American cuisine? Um, I'm sure they do, but I'm not sure if you can... I, maybe I'm wrong. A restaurant, like a full... A full-on, like, Hopi restaurant? Something like that. Gotta be, you, right? If not, you and me... Fuck invest yeah. in open heavens that's untouched untouched <laughs> uncharted territories restaurant life uh they can get you anything man uh they'll bring it right to you and then you'll be chowing down something that i would love to be doing right now let me tell you something i'd give my soul to have a doordash beyond burger delivered to me from veggie girl right now but temperance kids indeed and temperance. like don't do it for us it'd be very kind i feel like soupy sales like do not send us a dollar I asked you last episode yeah. to send us a dollar care of the was it, was it Sid Caesar? I forget where it no, that was Soupy Sales. Was it Soupy Sales? Um I uh I forget sometimes that we are alive. That's right. And some kind uh stranger out there might be like, I'm gonna send that dude a, a Beyond Burger. Don't do it. <laughs> he doesn't want it. Don't he I do want it. it. That's the problem. Can't I want it so much, but I'm gonna wait and stuff. Um so hey, but you know what? You know who don't have to wait? You. You wanna eat? Like a normal human being, unlike a broken individual like I am, <laughs> you go to DoorDash uh, uh, and and order right now, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that code, Fat Man, for one. five bucks off. Wall one word, your first order with DoorDash and zero delivery fees. Come on, you ain't gonna get a better deal than that all night long. It's Saturday night. You're hungry. You want to party? Mm-hmm. Hit up DoorDash right now. You got now. the munchies. They'll take care of you. <sighs> I envy you. <laughs> I envy you. Um, all right. Kip, let me take my mind off Eden. Excellent. I've been watching things. As have I. What have have you? you? I have, yes. Fuck. God bless these streamers <laughs> who are like, oh, it's Labor Day weekend. Let's drop everything fucking early. Mm-hmm. I am fully up to date on Lovecraft Country, which includes the episode they just dropped. I haven't last seen night the fourth one. Oh. I haven't seen the fourth one. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Kick ass. It's really wonderful stuff. Um, There is a uh, new series on HBO Mm -hmm. by Ridley Scott called Raised by Wolves. Oh, on the HBO Max? On HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Is that so? That's not on HBO? It's not on HBO. Oh, just I didn't the know that. So yeah. you couldn't, I couldn't watch it if I was just on if cable. If you were just terrestrially on. watching shit, you can't do it. It's fucking fantastic, Is this it? thing. Oh, my God. It, it feels like 70s sci-fi, but not 70s sci-fi movies, like Omni Magazine Story or something like, like deep that. Deep Science and Big Think and... Fuck, it's good, man. It's really good. Surprisingly good. And I don't know who the cat is that wrote it, but it very talented, created this thing. But Ridley Scott has directed all three episodes that they dumped on HBO Max as a preview. They're like, here's three. Nice. So you can watch three hours of this fucking thing. See, that's smart. It's beautiful. Looks like a masterpiece in the making. I've enjoyed the fuck out of it. They also dropped on HBO. Um, you've been watching this documentary, The Vow? I've seen the first two. They, did they drop another episode? They just dropped another one. It, uh, like The first episode was like, okay, all right, like I Whatever, this just seems like a daffy self-help thing. Okay, sure. And, oh, there's a lot of Battlestar people in here. That's weird. Yes, that's but okay. right. Oh, my God. Of course you would be interested <laughs> yeah, in this. Yeah, like, huh, all right. I, I've interviewed some of these people. I've met some of these people. Never interviewed that lady, but whatever. 
And uh, then the second episode, it starts to turn. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, no. Here's the freaky sex shit that we kept on hearing about. Well, now, this episode, mm. that's where they really start getting into it. And then the next episode as well. And this current episode they just put up like either yesterday or today. The one that would have went up Sunday, but they dropped it early. Um, gets into the into the branding stuff. Mm. It, I mean, I ain't judging anybody. <laughs> but how many times? But let me tell you. Why well, I'm gonna judge him right now. How many times watching this have you been like, and you didn't see that as a warning sign? <laughs> like the one girl's talking about, like you know, they're fucking cauterizing my flesh. Like I smell burning flesh, and this woman's screaming, convulsing, and stuff. That, like, you know, I know. Look, some people need like self help. I went to a self help course at my sister's behest once called. Um, the landmark forum it was based on the technology mm. from est which was a 70s like self-esteem program Earhart seminar training this guy named warner Earhart came up with the same kind of shit where mm -hmm. it's just like you know you are in charge of your own you can't be a victim because you blah 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 he's not that different from tony robbins and stuff mm -hmm. like that so I went to this landmark forum thing and their big pitch was like, you know, you're there for a three day course. You give us three days, we'll break you and remake you. And I'll be honest with you, some of the shit they taught me still like kind of functions somewhere in me today. It was useful stuff. Um, but these cats weren't like culty. But if they had said to me, like the cultiest things that like I heard at landmark forum was when we graduated they're like you got to invite three people and i'm like all right well <laughs> i get it like fucking you want to make more money i understand right that, but if somebody had been like and now we're, we want you to be naked and we're going to brand your flesh like that's when you raise like that's when you run run like fuck man and i, I mean i don't pay much attention to tony robbins beyond like you know seeing him in on tv or whatnot but he has a similar kind of you are empowered i will help empower you i don't think he's branded people though either it's so strange what becomes a cult and what doesn't well i mean i, I think it's always like who won like who's in the majority if you're in the majority you're not a cult anymore yeah like you're a full-on religion welcome to the party everybody it's true uh but if you're still on the fringes and you're still clawing your way in then it's and you're a little bit outside of like, okay, if you're going to church, you expect a certain number of things at that service. But if you're going to Nexium, then like, we're just going to talk about actualizing yourself. And we're just going to have conversations about, you know, encountering your, your inner blocks. And we're going to figure out ways to liberate you from your preconceived notions of the world and so forth and so on. And oh, you also got to pay a lot of money to be in this and then we'll make you a proctor. And then you'll pay, have to pay even more money to stay in this. And then, then... You'll get to have one-on-ones with the guy who knows the shit. And and the one guy, the Pope of the shit, yeah, Keith, Keith Raniere, Raniere, they had people calling him Vanguard. Mm -hmm. Like that was his nickname, Vanguard. Like happy birthday, Vanguard, and stuff like that. Um, I ain't saying the truth can't be found in a small hotel ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been in a fair number of small hotel bars. I have, and and that's the thing that as I'm watching this, I'm like, none of these cats like smell what's coming next. And also, it's like, 
is truth and power going to come from a couple cats mm-hmm. in a hotel ballroom? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it feels a lot like you're buying a timeshare. Very much you so. You know, like it, it, all of the markers feel exactly the same of like, come down to this place that's kind of lovely and see all of the awesome cool shit. You just owe us like an hour to sit and listen to this presentation. If you decide to buy in Boca a thing that you're going to go to once a year and never go back to again, and it's going to cost you a lot of money and you never get the full utilization of that money. But if that sounds like a good idea, come on down. We'd love and Put no your obligation. name on this list, this Glenn Gary list as well. <laughs> we'll reach out to you for all sorts of promotions. Yeah, I, I, uh, th- there's never been a bone in my body that thought that any of that was a good idea. I so. just, have you ever needed to be led so fucking badly that you would be that led as these people are? Like, this is this one guy who's the director of What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm-hmm. Mark Vicente, his name right. is. Like, you know, my wife, the whole time I'm watching this, she's like, I feel bad for that guy. That guy's so earnest and he, like, really believed in all this shit. And it is kind of like heartbreaking. All of them did. Like, not a one of them thought this was a scam. They all thought they were changing the world. And that one dude devoted 12 years of his life to it. Like, before suddenly the bottom dropped out. It's, it's crazy. But yeah. it's, a, it's a fascinating watch. I'm, I'm too much of a molder, I think, to, to, to go in for that kind of stuff. And some people are, 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 are fucking scullies. I'm sorry. Too much of a scully. Vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Vice versa. He Something, wants to believe. He wants to believe, but you know, and, and dives in whole heart. I'm I, I'm by nature a skeptic, so it's like. But really, though, <laughs> I wonder if those are people that didn't have like religion as kids. Like, I had the Catholic Church, so anybody comes like you know, going like I've got the answer. I'm like. All right, this ought to be good <laughs> because I've heard this before. I heard it from the best son. Yeah. Catholic Church sold me. <laughs> so yeah. you got to, if you're going to come with like, I know how to make your life better, like your pitch has to be better than than theirs. They got Jesus, who's like a rock star. Yeah, I, I didn't have religion in my life, but I had Star Wars. So uh, I felt like that also filled the bill. That's true. You know, like if, if you, you just need something to believe in. As daffy and ridiculous as, as it is. As Poison used to say, give me something to believe in. <laughs> I feel like working a pole. Yeah. Um, it's worth watching. It's definitely a good doc. What else have I watched? Oh, The Boys. I've seen the first two. Watched all three. They did. They Amazon also did mm-hmm. an early dump for this uh, Labor Day weekend, and they put up three episodes. Just wonderful. Absolutely fucking wonderful, man. I... Um, Thank God they do the recap video right at the top. <laughs> He's like, what happened last year? Yeah, because I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that. Oh, fuck, I forgot. Oh, fuck, I forgot that. But that's been great, too. And it just got really fucking twisted in, like, episode three with the Stormfront character. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on, you know, I just finished two. And it's it, it's a lot for me, like, I equated it to, to John Wick two and three compared to John Wick one, mm. which is, I just like these characters and I like this world. But it doesn't, the, the emotional hook is not there for me, as solid as it was. In the for the first. boys? For the boys. It's early. Um, it's early yet. But it's like, oh, all right, sure, I'll watch Homelander have the most fucked up scene with a glass of milk I think I've ever wow. seen. Oh, hello. What was that? <laughs> that was just, I, I was, was like, like, is that Jeff the Bezos? sound of a glass of milk? I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like there's a scene where he's just fucking literally orgasming over breast milk breast milk 
Madeline's um, breast milk. Yes, clearly. Um, but yeah, I'm just waiting for the thing to kick in right. that that sort of pulls me through it. And for now, it's a bunch of like scenes with characters that I remember having affinity for. And oh, hey, that's a new character. That's cool. And hey, that's some old characters. That's cool. Hey, there's Patton Oswalt's voice as Gills on on fucking the deep tummy. Yes. Like that's cool. Three is, I think, where the plot starts really kicking in. Gotcha. I think you'll you'll be like, oh, that's where it's headed now. Cool. Um, but yes, watch that. And I think that's everything I've watched. I watched uh, I watched Mulan today. Oh shit! Did you? Yes, I did. And um, I spent the twenty nine ninety nine to get premiere access oh to, my God. to that picture Fucking for uh, for as long as I'm a Disney Plus subscriber, I can watch that movie. Uh, Anytime I want, as much as I want. Uh, in December, it becomes, it flips live for everybody else. Everybody gets it in December. Everybody for their regular, whatever price of Disney Plus admission. Um, it's real good. It's not great. Mm. Like, there are some characters that make these kind of emotional turns that seem kind there of... There she is. There she is. herself. Um, but it's, it's, it feels like a sort of early 2000s. It feels like... House of Flying Daggers, it feels like Hero, it feels a bit like Crouching Tiger. And then it's big and it's epic and they shot it overseas. It looks like they spent $12 or more. Yes. They, very expensive movie. Very, very expensive. And it's got like everybody who's anybody in the Chinese cinema, like in this movie, like Jet Li is playing the emperor and Donnie Yen is playing like her commander and Gong Li is this witch. And oh, they, didn't, they didn't put, I didn't see Jet Li in the trailer. He's, he's the emperor of China. Like he's really, under, yeah, he's under like some facial hair stuff going on and i had to check the credits i'm like that was jetly that's cool um it yeah. was um wasn't it what's his name in, in the cartoon pat morita i think he was the one that plays the emperor was he oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool there is no mushu there is no uh dragon sidekick i know um but you know yeah then again they invented, that was added for bucket disney that was invented for the animated movie <laughs> yeah. not part of the legend right that's, at this point, like 12 centuries old. Um, but yeah, no, the, the turns of it that, I mean, and you know what they are, right? It's, you've seen this movie, you know the story. It's, she's pretending to be a, a man for a while, and then something happens that forces her to not do that. And so now she's got to like kind of own herself as a woman. And, and all of that stuff is really emotional. And when she finally saves the emperor's life, spoilers, sorry if you haven't seen this movie ever, you know, the homecoming where her entire village now knows what she did to save, you know, not just herself and her, her men, her, her cohorts, the emperor and China as a whole. Like, it's all really emotional and it all really sticks the landing. Um, they add this element that feels a little midichlorian-y where they say, oh, her chi is much stronger and you shouldn't, if you, if you pretend to be something you're not, you will, sub, you will subsume your chi and you won't be everything you could be. Um, I'm like, when? suddenly she's <laughs> magic she didn't have she could just be awesome yeah she's just brave right yeah she just, just loves her family so much brave does the right thing but you know they, and smart super smart and strategic mm -hmm. but and a warrior they added this other little bit there that, that she's like, magic she's magic it is it is in the same way the middle clients it's answering a question that nobody had right which is oh how come she's so awesome she just is what um what uh did if it had come out in theaters mm -hmm. would it have been huge i think it would have been massive yeah yeah i mean i think 
it 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 scratches a lot of the same itches that Wonder Woman scratches, right? Which is you know it's all about kind of female liberation and empowerment. There are sequences. There's this one sequence where, you know, she she discovers that the big bad guy Borakan, who played by Jason Scott Lee, who like I haven't seen in a twenty years, like oh that fucking guy, he was a Bruce Lee in the Dragon movie. That's cool. Um, when he's going to take over, you know, the fucking mainland China and he's going after the emperor itself and she's got to convince everybody to come with her and she, and all of the male compatriots are like, I believe Famulan, I believe Famulan and it becomes this very much like, oh, I believe women and all of these dudes are like, I believe her. Right. It's like, yeah, no, that would play much differently five years ago. True. Um, and it's, yes. Yeah, and it's intentional and I'm here for it. Um, the action is really good and it's, Disney, like they would have hammered it into every kid's soul that they needed to see this movie. And it's also a thing that parents could see. And much like Crazy Rich Asians, there's an entire, you know, culture that doesn't get to see themselves like this on screens this big mm. who would have come out in force for it. So yeah, it would have been a massive hit had it been a Why then put it on the streamer? I think because they know to a certain degree that kids are a big part of that audience. And parents who are fed up with being in their house with their kids. I'm sure you all still love them. I know I love mine, yeah. but six months is a long time. <laughs> like, and we've seen Trolls World Tour 87 times. We need something new. I think that's it, is the, we can absolutely We'll get, know, when did it go up? On Friday or Yeah, something? Friday the 4th. So we'll probably hear some figures on yeah. Monday or Tuesday or something. I think so. How it did. You know, but I, I can't imagine that it did poorly. Um, Check this out, and I'm sure you've seen this. Mm. Uh, I saw this thing online today on Twitter, and I absolutely loved it, and I took a screenshot of it. From a lady named Mads, I mm -hmm. think a lady, uh, Light, L-I-T-E, and then underscore wow. the spark on Twitter. Mm. Whoa. Um, put up a picture of uh, Ben Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Put up a picture of uh, young Ben Kenobi as played by Ewan. Ewan holding the two twins mm. and then puts up a picture of Luke and Leia in Star Wars uh, right as they're heading for the Falcon right before Ben Kenobi mm -hmm. gets killed by Darth Vader. And she wrote, do you ever think about how the last thing Obi-Wan sees is Luke and Leia finally reunited after 19 years? Aww. That's why I fucking love social media, man. I never would have thought of that. And this total fucking stranger just like made that all like that much more beautiful where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and then I was sitting there going like, do you think he knew? Right. Like, did George Lucas realize that? Or is it just because he directed Star Wars and he directed, you know, fucking uh, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. I, I don't know if he knew, but... I think there's a way that you can say when you're going back to do the prequels, like adding freight that will make that moment feel differently than it had before. It's like, oh shit, we have this moment. What if it means this? When before it was just, oh cool, Luke and that girl who'd asked me to come and save her. Right. Okay, I guess they saved her, yay. But now it's, oh, these fucking twins who've been separated for 20 that years. That he had a hand in separating. That he separated. Yeah. to save their lives are now back together because of him and now i can die happy let me tell you something that tweet as good as the mandalorian <laughs> you know what i'm saying in terms of like how wonderful it made me feel about star wars mm. like when i read that tweet i'm like 
come the fuck on that's beautiful man like <laughs> it almost made me go back and watch star wars again wow just because i was like i'm gonna put it through this fucking filter of the old man being like all right i can rest now that's fucking beautiful that chokes me up a little bit so give that fucking person a star wars movie totally you know what i'm saying let that that lady write a script <laughs> break all our hearts uh you know the other thing that i did i spent like three or four hours doing I was playing Marvel's new Avengers video game. Now, yes. Just hype me on the timeline because I'm not a game guy. Okay. I remember they like put out a trailer and everybody was like, this don't look like the characters. Is that the same game? Um, probably because I, near as I can tell, and if I had to guess, they don't have likeness rights right. to, to those people. Well, so. they or they don't want to pay like this rights. right they, they didn't want to pay the you know king's ransom to get Downey's face right in this game so there's another guy who's iron man and there's another like kind of amicably handsome corn-fed blonde guy playing captain america right um there's a weird collusion of like ben affleck and adam sandler as bruce banner which is interesting like, they just, all right, let's put these two in a blender and then put, like, a purple shirt on him, and now he's the Hulk. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's a fun game. Like I, How's I, the gameplay? The gameplay is super fun. And the bad guy is uh, MODOK, right? The bad guy eventually is MODOK. I haven't gotten that far. Thanks for spoiling the game for me, Kev. Way to go. No. What? <laughs> I thought everybody knew that. <laughs> I'll fucking with you just a little bit. Um, but the thing that's, that's most notable about this game, yeah. for me, is that the main character, the, the narrative that we're following, is Kamala Khan's mm. story. It's Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Um, and it's, and it's, it's the, the becoming a hero story, which is a, a, a tale as old as time. Yeah. You know, and it, and it opens with... Speaking it, of Luke Skywalker. Speaking of Luke Skywalker. Um, and it opens with this prequel where you meet Kamala. I keep wanting to say Kamala because, you know, I've been told time and time again. Kama with a law. Kama with a law. Uh, but you meet... Ms. Khan as a as a pre teenager like and she's on a, she's on a helicarrier and it's like Avengers Day and she's a super fan who wrote a story and one by one she meets all the Avengers and they all tell him it's like oh, I read your story your story's really great and then like crisis happens on the helicarrier and shit goes bad and then flash forward ten years later and Kamala Khan is now trying to piece together what has happened to the Avengers they seem to have vanished from the scene right and and it's it's this young woman kind of coming into her own and learning to embrace her power and learning to embrace her differences and, and her innate biological strangeness while still trying to believe in what the Avengers stood for when the world tells her not to. Um, and Kamala is important because, you know, not just is she a, a brand new character that has been introduced by, to Marvel, mm. but she is the first Muslim American, you know, character in, in Marvel who's a hero She's Pakistani-American, first generation. And, and so to watch this character be placed center stage and to, as a player, have to live within that skin and like listen to languages you've never heard and listen to terms of endearment you've never heard before, it's a, it's a, it's a fundamentally different experience than I've had playing games before. Um, I don't know how it ends. It could shit the bed. But so far, it's, uh, it's been kind of lovely. What's it for? What systems? All of them? Um, I think it's for all of them at this point. PS4, um, Xbox One. I'm not sure if it's on the, uh, the Nintendo Switch, but I would bet that it probably is. Um, and luckily enough, tonight we get to talk 
to the actress who's playing Kamala Khan, who can tell us if I'm mispronouncing the name. Um, Sandra Saad, her name is. Um, we got Sandra coming in. Was that her bleep, bleep, bleep? <laughs> Flying in right now, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about the Avengers. What's the game called? Avengers? Marvel's Cold. Avengers. That's it. That's it. Not even like Avengers. Matt Kodak goes mad. <laughs> um, we got her. Welcome, uh, welcome to Fat Man Beyond. Uh, Sandra Sosa, how are you? Hey. Hey, Oh, uh, well, thank Thanks you for, for taking, taking the time on Yeah, Saturday taking time night. out of your uh, dairy carb loading uh, to, oh to be with us. <laughs> um, Mark knows I've been eating ice cream all day because I'm also in LA and it's very, very hot. So, so you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. It was an ice <laughs> pop kind of day in my house as well. <laughs> um, so tell me, first, am I mispronouncing the name? Am I doing it right? Like, I, I'm, I'm very acutely aware of Kamala versus Kamala. Right, so the, the senator is Kamala, mm -hmm. but um, our girl is Kamala Khan. Oh, okay. two different names. So. Excellent. I don't feel like such a such a loser. At this how point. did the role come into your life? How does this happen? Like, how does one get cast in a video game? Um, I didn't know it was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just been auditioning for you know all kinds of film and TV and, and all kinds of stuff, and um, I. This one casting director hit up another casting director who hit up uh, Bo Crutcher, who is our awesome casting director, um, and he found me somehow. Um, and I auditioned, and I auditioned again and again and again and again. And uh, when they are positively sure, uh, they they brought me on. And then I learned that I would be playing Miss Marvel and Marvel Avengers. Um, who's the final person who has to say, yeah, no, she's the one? You know, like I, I'm imagining there's some star chamber of animation Marvel executives behind glass that's smoky and who say, no, it's going to be her. Uh. Um, I don't know exactly how many people have to say that. Um, I know that it's probably hundreds. Um, the welcoming face that I get to see first is, like I said, Bo, and then our character director, and then I get to see Sean <laughs> and is it like animation voiceover where it's you in front of a microphone or was it motion capture performance or yes go to sound capture and when you do stuff like that i mean we've all seen like behind the scenes videos and stuff everyone's just flat out acting as if or making pretend as if you were making a tv show or a movie it's just like the the props aren't necessarily there the set isn't necessarily there but your performance you have to emote because there's cameras all over your face is that right Pretending as if I didn't have all of that 
pretending that like a pool noodle is really uh, like a whatever, like a action thing. Uh, <laughs> so that mocap stage is really spectacular in that you get to play in this playground of um, your imagination. So it's nothing but a padded room with a ton of people and a ton of cameras and now, if you if you're acting with people in a scene, are they there with you, or is everybody shot separately? Because my scene can be totally changed by a glance that Nolan North will give me or or any of my other uh, actors in a scene with me. So everything um, that you see two people in there are actually two people, uh, you know, of course, unless it's just me standing on top of a roof talking to myself. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about, about your life before this. Like where, where are you from? What do your parents do? What's your sign? All of that. <laughs> Um, I'm a cancer. No, um, I, I am a first generation American myself. I'm uh, Egyptian American. Uh, both of my parents are immigrants from Egypt. Um, they are not um, artists <laughs> at all. Um, my mom like studied philosophy and you know was going to be a teacher and everything. And um, I don't know any other Egyptian artists, really. I really had to look for them. Everyone I know who's Egyptian is a pharmacist. <laughs> so uh, I knew right away, as soon as I knew what an actor was, I knew that I wanted to be one. Um, I think I was like three or something when my mom explained to me what an actor was. And, and when I learned, I was like, okay, great. I'm going to walk around the house playing pretend. And I never stopped. And um, I quickly, as soon as I could get some education on what an actor was, and I sing as well. So um, I, I got that education as well and uh, started auditioning as, as soon as I could. So how'd the conversation with your parents go? Um, having a little bit of experience with immigrant parents, um, my, my dad, I'm first generation, my father's side saying like, I want to make movies for a living isn't always well received. Right. Um, of course, my mom wants to make sure that I had an easier life than she did. Um, and every every parent wants that for their kid. Right. And saying that you want to be an actor is, is not exactly a. <laughs> uh, 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 something that makes your parents feel very secure in your future. Uh, so she, of course, was like, are you sure? Are you really, really sure? Are you really sure? And like, even up until now, she's like, what's your plan B, C, D, E, F? <laughs> like, um, but I'm I'm very gung-ho and have always been. So um, when she, she, she realized that earlier on, but um, now, especially after this game is coming out and She's seeing like that there's an L.A. Times article about me and there's this and that and CNN and all this. She's like, OK, this is real. The, all right, cool. G good for you. Follow your heart, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> I, my mom is is proud of me and, and she's happy that I'm happy. And I think that's that's ultimately the most important thing. And she knows that I work too hard to not take care of myself. So. Now, when you got the role, were you familiar with the character of Kamala or no? Kamala? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> there uh, you go, Kevin. Yeah, I know, right? Damn it. Um, <laughs> and, and I used to, like, I've always known her as, as Kamala since the character was created, but now the introduction we, of 
we've been conditioned. Perhaps our future vice president has really thrown my pronunciation for a loop. But were you <laughs> familiar with the character when you got the gig, or did you have to go reading books? I mean, was there even, like, she was in a cartoon somewhere. Was there even a reference for you to look at? Yeah, there were comics. Um, I had heard about Kamala Khan before, but... You know, th there are a ton of people who are of the they think that she is Carol Danvers, right? Because there's Captain Marvel and there's Miss mm. Marvel. And, and I think I at some point may have been in that camp or, or but I, I knew that I had heard of Kamala Khan um, in some way or another. But when I got the scripts for the first time. Um, you know, it's Marvel, so it's very secretive. And they took out all of the names. They took out all the indicators that this was a Marvel project. I thought I was I thought I was auditioning for like a web series at some point. Like, I couldn't tell you what it was. <laughs> um, I was like, this is like a high budget web series. Like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> but of course, like they took words out like Mjolnir. I thought instead of Tony Stark, I thought I was talking to a dude named Tom. Uh, so I, I didn't I had no, no, no uh, idea what it would be for. But I got to then get to know the character for who she was um, without fangirling over the fact that she's a superhero. Because, um, of course, like if I knew that before I went in, I'd be like, oh, oh, oh OK, OK, right. she's a superhero. Like, let's read everything. And it, and it was important for me not to do that in, in that time and to just get to know her for the exuberant, bubbly, wonderful girl that she is. And uh, and then quickly, I as soon as I found out, I was like, great, I'm going to go to a comic book shop. I'm going to grab everything I can physically. And then I met the Marvel guys and they were like, hey, you want let's get you Marvel Unlimited. And I was like, oh, I'll uh. deep dive. <laughs> uh, so but I think everyone on the game was, you know, quick to remind me that I'm already <laughs> a lot like Kamala Khan and that I didn't need to do too much of a deep dive into it and that. You know, we are creating our own Crystal Dynamics version of the character and of the story. So uh, I got as prepped as I could. <laughs> when now, so everyone's Planet Now just came out, right? Just came out uh, the fourth. When did you uh, shoot your performance, Sandra? We started, well, I started with the cast, um, I would say spring of 2018. Um, and crap. we did the mocap. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we did the mocap maybe probably like once a month, every month, um, for a while, but crystal and Marvel had been working on it for long before that. Um, I, I remember Sean, our director telling me that they were looking for Kamala Khan for at least two years, uh, the, the actor to play her. So yeah, have it's, you, it's been a while. Have you gotten to play the game or do you at least watch all the cut scenes? I'm just now starting to see all the cutscenes. Of course, it's it's been a couple of years, so I'm like, okay, what, oh, what in order, what in what order is what? Uh, but I did get to play a little bit, and uh, it's it's really fun, kind of like viscerally, like feeling, uh, smashing two bots together and everything through the controller. Uh, so I dig it. It's fun. Were you a gamer before this? I was a gamer when I was like four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my my mom got a Sega Genesis like when I was super super young and she I was like what what is this I'm like I think I was like two when she got it uh, and she was like okay great I'll play <laughs> so I think she was she was more the gamer but definitely like Sega um, uh, uh, what was like Sonic the Hedgehog and Aladdin mm. was my deal but now things have progressed and <laughs> I'm starting to catch up. 
I loved that Aladdin game. That that Aladdin <laughs> game was actually quite magical. <laughs> I played it. That was one of my. Was it a, games. a whole new world? So mm. damn good. The graphics were amazing. <laughs> um, you went to uh, New York Comic Con last year, right? I, I remember seeing some yeah. some footage and some images of you on a big ass stage. Uh, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, oh my god! I imagine your first like announcement ever being at the Madison Square Garden. I was like, yo, Zeppelin's been here. Are y'all sure? <laughs> uh, it was a big deal and so well received. Nobody knew that Kamala would be in the game until that announcement. And I I heard while I was off stage and they brought up my trailer, I heard people screaming and like sobbing in the audience and I got to meet these people in person, and, and that was really special. Of course, that's what I'm missing now with the whole like stay at home uh, deal. But um, but yeah, me- meeting them was was really really cool. Yeah, I have to imagine that there's you know it's not even I have to imagine. I know that there are an entire generation of young brown girls who've never seen themselves at the center of a video game like this. How has it been interacting with them, even virtually, the way that you have to, given the world that we're in? You know, what is that? what does that responsibility feel like? But even just what does that energy feel like? It's really special. Um, cause I've never, I haven't had that growing up. So knowing that it is now happening in such an amazing way, you know, she's not a, a background character who's, you know, got a line or two. Um, and that would be cool. I would be excited about that, but they, they're doing what I thought was the impossible by, putting this like young brown girl in the forefront and she is powerful. And, and I'm now playing this, this brown lead. And I, of course I was like, that's not, when's that going to happen? And now it did. And, and for, for girls, for young girls to see that this is possible, that you can be portrayed in a powerful way. um, But also a very real way. Like she's a, she's a, spunky girl she's got a fun personality and you know and she's a fangirl which we're all fangirls uh kevin i've seen you fangirl over rogan before like uh uh, we all do that so to be able to relate in that way to such a powerful role is is really important and i i'm now seeing people like hit me up on twitter and instagram and and i i just can't believe it that that like la times article came out about um, representation and, and kind of my experience with auditioning for roles that I, I did not feel comfortable with playing. And I was kind of worried at first because I was like, well, you know, I don't want anyone to think that like, this is, you know, like problematic or whatever. But then immediately I started getting all these actors, um, like these brown actors or these like actors of color hitting me up to say thank you for being loud about this experience that we are all having, but are too afraid to talk about. Um, so it's just been, it's been really awesome to hear that people are relating and, uh, and to see this amazing character be in the forefront. Um, the, uh, you mentioned before, man, the, the LA times piece would be insanely impressive, uh, to the parents, man. Mom was <laughs> very, very happy about that. I take it. Yeah, that's what did it in for. Uh, I had a photo shoot with them and I wore a dress that she bought me. (laughs) She was especially happy about that. She's like, oh, your makeup looked good. 
thanks mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what did it in for her. She was like, wow, the whole city of LA is going to see this. And she shared it on her Facebook and like her sister called her. It was very exciting. <laughs> Adorable. Um, what's, uh, what's on the horizon for you? What, uh, what's next? I'm hoping that this experience will open some doors and allow you to play roles that you might not have been offered before. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that these roles are now starting to become available. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to playing more of them. As far as right this moment, I'm just auditioning and I'm writing like, I'm writing stand up and I'm like recording an album with my bandmates. So like right now I need to stay creative uh, while we audition. Stand up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my like quarantine, like the thing I'm trying to do. Is it really? So that's, that's, I've never, that's fascinating. Like, so like, uh, well, we're trapped from the rest of the world. I think I'll become a stand-up comic. Well done. <laughs> Nobody I picks mean, that route, man. And the Lord uh, knows we need more stand-up comics right now. Um, I tried to like a zoom for a benefit uh, show. And I was like, I know this is not the right way to go, but what else have we got? Let's go. <laughs> Good for you, man. Um, that's tremendous. Uh, now this is the worst question that any creative gets, especially when they're out promoting something like when's the next one? Like, do they, <laughs> do they tell you like, we'll do this again and you're coming back. Like now you're a part of the team or something like that. Or is it like, uh, right now they're now uh, they're, nobody's talking about a future yet. I don't know, dude, your guess is as good as mine, man. I'm, I'm just home auditioning we'll see i would i would like to hope that the reception for the game will inspire marvel to perhaps do more with kamala khan going forward and then maybe i mean you've got experience you're the voice <laughs> you know you've done you put your time in you know some shit uh, about i some mean shit. it's uh, it's being it's being well received this is only the second day of uh, after the release so uh we shall see but of course fingers crossed i would love to do this <laughs> soon <laughs> Tremendous. Congratulations, uh, Sandra. That's really, really cool, man. Uh, and welcome. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Marvel Universe. Uh, as a guy who was once mentioned in a Marvel movie, <laughs> welcome to the Marvel Universe. And as a guy who's seen them all, come <laughs> aboard. We're expecting you. Thank you guys so much. It's so nice to meet you. Oh, thank you for Excellent taking time out. You. Stay cool. Bye. Bye-bye. How awesome, man. Isn't that great? Got her whole career ahead of her. Me and you, we're done. Yes, her downhill right from the here. beginning. Huge <laughs> role to begin with, too. That's it's crazy. Like when we were kids, you know, nobody was like, "Oh, I, I, I was in Pitfall." You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm like, Pitfall Harry. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the dude. I'm who you've been playing. But it's so strange that there's now a world of performance that is like, "Uh oh, what happened? Oh, do we take a little crap? Are we off the air?" We're still live. We're in it. Hey. We're back. That was scary. For one second, we didn't exist and we weren't relevant. It's like we were suddenly in the Matrix. Um, man, that's cool. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. And it's you're right. Like there's there's now a job that is being in video games. And, and acting in. And acting in video games. Like just not just being the body, not just being the voice, but like you're sitting there going like doing this shit with your mm -hmm. face, trying to cognize why modok is trying to kill you totally like you're, you're even though he's not there he's a pool noodle <laughs> as we just heard you're full-on andy circusing it you really man she's a modern day andy circus hell yeah 
Andy Serkis gave that shit up. He's like, I'm an actor now. I was an actor Alfred. then, but now I'm on camera. I'm in Batman. Yeah, now I'm Alfred. He was so good in fucking Black Panther too. Oh. Remember? And he's like, cuttlefish. <laughs> oh, you want to hear my mixtape? Black Panther, that might have been in Civil War, that where he does the cuttlefish bit. Was it Civil War? No. I don't know. He's not in Civil War. Oh, no, Ultron. he is for like Age a of Ultron. Yeah. That Ultron. was where you first meet him, right? Right. Um, so, all right. Well, oh, send him a link to the SoundCloud. We have some uh, news. We do have some news. That's why we get together, kids, to find out what's going on in the world. Mark Bernard got us some news. Hit us with some news. Um, there, was a, there was a news story last week that started very vague. It was um, the Batman production has shut down mm. because an unnamed crew member has tested positive for the coronavirus. Andy Serkis. No. Uh, and, you know, clearly, like, that verbology sort of makes it seem as if, like, oh, no, it's one of the guys who works on the lights or it's right. somebody craft services and they're really concerned or whatever. No, it was fucking Batman. Batman himself. <laughs> fucking Batman himself, hanging out with the bats too How much. How is he supposed to beat the Riddler, Catwoman, and the Penguin if he can't even beat COVID? I mean, there's, there's a case now for the full face mask, I think. <laughs> um, how is he doing? This um, is serious, man. Like, it is serious. We we are making jokes, but it's uh, you know clearly not the only famous person to have COVID this week. Either. I know The Rock at least revealed that he and his family had been diagnosed and had been quarantined. If they can get The Rock, they can get us all. Yep, that COVID's coming, man. That COVID's Oof. coming. I, I, when I heard the my my wife came in my office, like as if it was I was fucking Perry White, <laughs> and she was Lois Lane, and she's like. The Rock has COVID. I'm like, The <laughs> Rock? Great Caesar's ghost. Yes. Kill the front page story. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. It's one of the healthiest people in the world. Literally. The, the healthiest matter, person we've ever seen. It comes for us all. This it thing. comes for us all. But yeah, there's, there's no word on how he's doing, uh, except that he's isolating in accordance with established protocols. Um, but hopefully he will recover. He is a young man in relatively good health. Yes. Um, um, Michael Rooker just talked about having it really as well yeah the great michael worker who i worked with in mall rats mm -hmm. um but of course we all know as yondu indeed from uh, guardians of the galaxy amongst the many other roles yeah um he uh i guess did a facebook posting where he talked about he had it and he waited it out and uh wrote it out in a winnebago of sorts like hmm. like an airstream trailer or something on his property um he didn't take any of the medicines or no. any, he said he just toughed it out, him and his immune system. It's a big deal because Michael's no spring chicken, 65 years old. Indeed. And, you know, they told us in the beginning of this, it's like old people are very susceptible, older people and stuff. But he happily reported that he kicked this thing's ass. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, and as we saw Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, they had it and got over it. So it's, yeah. I just, I saw that Tiffany Haddish just, tested positive yeah, she got to confess it to dr fauci himself really yeah like i think there was some you know entertainment medical coalition you know everybody should wear a mask thing and she's like i got it too so she has it currently um i'm not sure I, i'm not sure if she the i got it too i gotta be honest with you i feel better when famous people get it because then it's like well they made it through right you know what i'm saying like when tom hanks made it through i'm like all right well maybe We'll all make it through. <laughs> Same with Rob Pattinson. I'm like, you know, he'll make it through because yeah. he's Batman. And then he's we'll Batman. all make it through. 
but I think we're we're currently seeing this 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 wave of all right, guys, let's get back to work. We're going to start production again. We're going to finish might this be, thing. Might be too soon. And then three, four, five days later, ah, we're going to pull the plug. We're all going to kind of go back and figure it out because, you know, somebody's got the Rona and somebody tested positive. And, you know, it's this this weird, the, the, the stutter of mm. we're trying to go back. Bah, we're not going to do it. I mean, we all want to go back to work, but maybe it's just too soon. And where, I mean, like that's your that's your leading man. Yeah. presumably in almost every scene in the movie yeah so that means everybody that he worked with in that time or was around they got to get tested and stuff like that yeah it's a he's a good actor man like you watch that lighthouse picture i did not you didn't see it no it's worth watching is it yeah he's good he's good in good time he's, he's a really good actor he's i think he's a good choice for for yeah no i'm on board he's a, he's making i don't know about batman but for the batman <laughs> he's the guy <laughs> You put an article in front of it, that's Pattinson's. A Batman? He's a Batman. Well, we wish uh, Rob Pattinson well. Get better, Batman. Speedy recovery. We're all fucking Team Edward here. Old chum. Damn it. We want to see you back in the saddle and stuff. Um, because that t- that t- tiny taste of a trailer, it's not going to hold us all for a long time. I need it in my face. Yeah, constantly. Um, all right. Feel better, Rob Pattinson. Feel better, The Rock. Feel better, Michael Rooker, Tiffany Haddish. God, there's a new category on this show, new the new subject. Yeah. Who famous has COVID this The COVID tally. Careful Uh, out there, kids. Wear your masks. Near as I can tell, John Boyega does not have the COVID. Um, nor does he seem to have very much uh, segue. Segue. Uh, nor does he have anything he's keeping too close to the vest. Saw this. Saw, saw this. You we, know, him putting on Front Street about Star Wars. We did. Yeah, it seems we're we're in an era where people uh, are out of fucks to give about what used to be considered. He's the, off the clock, son. Yes, he was on the clock for you know how long? Years, six years, or whatever. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Now imagine. he's off the clock, and he's attacking the block. He's very much attacking the block. Um, he came. I thought what he said was like interest. Uh, I was like, wow. Yeah. Hadn't thought about that. None of it. None of it feels uh, from a from a mean place. No, it doesn't feel place. like he's just like burn it down or anything like that. Yeah, like, I think it's he just know, has a as as a guy who was a ground zero for all the Star Wars stuff. Indeed, he has an absolutely valid take. He does, and and based entirely on his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in making Star Wars movies, you know, for British GQ, for their September cover story, he talked about his experiences making those movies and, and being part of both the marketing engine as well as the production machine. Because remember, he is the first image that we saw in the trailer for yeah. Force Awakens. The very first image that they showed us for this brand new Star Wars trilogy was uh, a black stormtrooper. In the middle of a desert. Remember how striking that image was, and mm-hmm. how everybody was, oh, what the? So yeah, he was the. Not only was he used in marketing, he was the. He was the face linchpin of, of marketing. If you remember the end of that trailer, there he is holding the lightsaber in mm-hmm. the snow, and then we were all like, holy crap, yeah, we know was, what this movie. It is. was very much the. This is not your father's Star Wars. Yeah, you're changing some shit up, and uh, and so he talks about sort of. It's very difficult to maneuver. Um, you get yourself involved in projects and you're not necessarily going to like everything. But what I would say to Disney is, do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them push to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. 
imagine all that with an accent um, and like more handsome than I am. Well, um, it's a matter of opinion, Mark. Well, you know, it's the accent though. That's the right. accent is empirically true. Um, you know, and, and talks about how the other people of color in the cast felt that they suffered the same treatment. Kelly Marie Tran, and Kelly Marie Tran, and, he, and Naomi Aki, who was in um, Rise of Skywalker, and even Oscar Isaac. But um, he referenced like um, like Kylo and Daisy, and and right. well, he didn't say their names. He, but he, he says said, like you you guys knew what to do with Daisy Ridley. You yeah. knew what to do with Adam Driver. You yeah. knew what to do with these other people. But when it came down to Kelly Marie Tran, when it came to John Boyega, you know fuck all. So what do you want me to say? What, what they want you to say is, I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. Nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it's a great experience. That's not even his accent. I don't know where that was. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to This is the line. Do this again? Slow. Yeah. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Ridley. Let's be honest. Daisy knows this. Adam knows this. Everybody knows. I'm not exposing anything. I'm the only cast member who had a unique experience of that franchise based on their race. Let's just leave it at that. It makes you angry with a process like that. It, it makes you much more militant. It changes you because you realize I got given this opportunity, but I'm in an industry that wasn't even ready for me. Nobody else in the cast had people saying they were going to boycott the movie because they were in it. Nobody else had the uproar and death threats sent to their Instagram DMs and social media saying black this and black that and you shouldn't be a stormtrooper. Nobody else had that experience, but yet people are surprised that I'm this way. That's my frustration. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there he is, being honest. You know, it's, and, and it seems as if everybody who saw those movies could see that the, the filmmakers were not that interested in developing story for Finn. Um, some filmmakers had been, like there was, you know, when, when the Colin Trevorrow draft began to leak out there, uh, including some like concept art for what the sort of final chapter was going to be. And very much of it was Finn leading like a stormtrooper rebellion on a, on a Death Star. And like let that character's evolution sort of begin and, and reach its, its natural climax. Right. But that was in good. That was in the Colin Trevorrow draft? Yeah. That was a cool idea. Um, but, uh, but it seems as if, you know, J.J., and even to his credit, he's like, I, I will defend J.J. Like, I love J.J., and what he did with that last movie was miraculous. But the, the, the franchise itself was not that interested in centering Finn in its drama. Um, and he says that not at the expense of Daisy Ridley or Adam Driver. It's like, no, sure, that story is clearly a story that you want to tell. But don't, don't cloak yourself in, in the progressiveness of casting this, this actor in this role and then don't do anything with him. What is the, what would you say his parallel was, his character to the original trilogy? He's not Luke, that's Daisy, that's Ray. Yeah, he's Wedge. More screen time than Wedge, but he survives all the movies, um, has slight impact on the plot. He's not even Han? No, Oscar Isaac, if anybody's Han, it's Oscar Isaac. And even he does get sort of diminished by... He's not Princess Leia? I guess not. I mean, you thought there might have been, like you thought there was going to be a whole romance between Daisy and... and, and no, Ray. but I mean, in terms of like, if everyone had a parallel, like if, da if Ray is Luke mm -hmm. and uh, Poe is... is Han... Right, and Driver is Vader... 
and driver is vader then that's and i guess is yeah i guess if you had to slot him into an original paragon it's and he doesn't even have that arc no it's either that or it's obi-wan and he's not obi-wan he's not obi-wan because he you they know, have an obi-wan in these movies i mean maz kanada was sort of well you no. know han solo is obi-wan han no. solo's the guy who kind of swims in and oh luke luke was obi-wan yeah Duh, we're sitting here going who was the it's, it's fucking literally a hermit on an island drinking blue right. titty but in the first movie it's han because han dies like han dies to propel your heroes right. onto their next stage and then the second movie it's yeah clearly he's the he's the ghost of his former self like a forced ghost on dagobah I'm uh, look. I I I'm, I would not have done as good a job as any of the directors did on Star Wars, the new Star Wars, as Ryan or JJ. I'm not nearly as talented as those guys. Uh, that being said, it does seem like there were a lot of missed opportunities with Finn. Yeah, like, like we yeah, were. You, were you the one that pointed it out when we were doing the review? Somebody remember I talked about it. it I know it wasn't my idea. I thought it was yours. Where they could have like just like the what was the late the girl he met yeah the Naomi Aki character and she was like we used to be stormtroopers too yeah. and then I mean, we that stopped. was a that was a JC was it a JC thing yeah that if that if he just said if she just said we did it because of you Finn we heard your story and we were inspired by you that that would have like really just brought his arc home yeah one line that's it it's all you need I mean or an entire actual storyline where the character's got agency. That would have been better. But if you're not going to do that. But at the end, there could have been a little something, but even even then there was right. a little nothing. Like, so that the climax of this story required him to be part of it. Yeah, it's true, because yeah. they could have made this movie without Like, him. there didn't need to be Finn at all, and mm -hmm. everything kind of would have happened the same way. Um, he's a good guy. I met him at the premiere. Nice dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, good for him for putting his truth out there. Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know... The, he's got a story to tell. He's got a story to tell, and the, the, the rest of the cover story is very much about this moment in history, you know, in the wake of, A, Star Wars being this giant event in his life, right. and the sort of Black Lives Matter protests in London, and this big, like, very moving speech he gave, um, which apparently was off the cuff, you know, not a planned thing at all, in which he was a little fearful for his career right. by coming out and saying things. And all these directors, you know, then chimed in and say, I'll work with you in a heartbeat, John. Like, you're amazing, John. But I think he is, he's now reached the I'm out of fucks to give. Let me just tell my truth because what else do I have at this point? It's going to power him, man. Yeah. I'll empower him in a big, bad way. Absolutely. Um, good for him. Yeah. Getting it out there. Totally. And it doesn't seem like it's bitter. Because it he, doesn't, and like you know, of course, the internet, the bitter side of the internet is just like you should be thankful that you got that job, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, it always looks grass is always greener from the other side of the fence. Clearly, you know, mm -hmm. he's expressing that it wasn't what you think it could have been, or should have been, or was for him. It was right. sounds like like you know, as much as like oh man, I got to be in a Star Wars, that it's a bit of a disappointing experience. Yeah, I mean, and he, he does acknowledge that it was an amazing opportunity and a stepping stone that has precipitated quite a bit of good in his life yeah. and his career, but he's also excited and relieved to be able to get this off his chest. Yeah, and he had to take so much shit. They went after him online and shit. Yeah. Um, all right, well, good for him. Good for him. What else we got? Um, Sony... 
is is in the process of capitalizing on the Marvel characters that they control, basically okay. all of which spin out of the Star- the Spider-Man universe. Um, and so now they're looking to set up a suite of Marvel TV series, um, probably at Amazon. Ooh. Yes. I wonder how Kevin Feige going to feel about this. You know, it's a... Uh, he it, just got all the Marvel TV into one place mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah, and then the analogy that at least Deadline, who broke this story, is using is the Defenders, basically. Like, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, like we'll do three or four, maybe five different series that will build to a thing. And, and this is at Amazon? Um, it is currently still being developed internally at Sony Pictures TV. Any ideas what the shows might be? The first one seems it's going to be Silk, um, oh. which is an adaptation of uh, comics character that spun out of Spider-Man, Korean-American female comic book superhero was created by Dan Slott and artist Humberto Ramos. Mm. Um, and I think that the, the hope is that this entire suite will kind of be overseen by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Oh, good. Who have signed an overall deal at Sony TV, and clearly they know their way around a Spider-Man universe. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, they're, they're currently putting together their pitch and their suite, then they're going to take it out to a bunch of various streamers, most likely. Um, it's possible that it'll land on a, on a cable network first and then stream after that. But if Amazon or Netflix wants to get back in the Marvel business. I was going to say, I wonder if Netflix does it just to be like, <laughs> fuck Disney. <laughs> <laughs> or if they're like, look, we don't want to even play in that Marvel game no more. Yeah. Like it's that, that's be a, a good fight. pickup for Amazon, though. It'd be a great pickup for Amazon. Boys. It'd be a good pickup for Apple. Yeah, you know, like they could give him a big bad identity, man. Some big shiny, recognizable as the home of Spider-Man shows. Not so bad, Um, but yeah. What else could they do? They got the Spider-Man characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think according to to this piece, she was also part of the new Agents of Atlas team. Did you ever read those books? Mm. Um, It was. I think it was kind of like. You know, globe-trotting international spies, but with superheroes in it. Um, Jeff Parker created uh, the the sort of first wave of it. God, mm-hmm. at this point now, like ten years ago. Um, but it was just fun, you know, like just good-natured, kind of like what Agents of Shield is, but um, a little bit more um, widespread, I think, and with actual fucking superheroes at its core from Jump. Um, so if that's part of where this character has been in, maybe they have a claim to that title as well. Um, I mean, I don't... I'm, J. Jonah Jameson, his J. own Jonah show. Jameson. I mean... You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, there's, there's, there's a way, and nobody's quite pulled this off yet, but you could do a kind of show in the Marvel Universe. Like, there could be a lawyer show. There could be a doctor show. There could be a press show. There could yeah. be a hospital show. Like, you could do all of this stuff. And like, oh, yeah, no, but Jessica Drew is our lawyer. And, you know, yeah. fucking night nurse is going to be our doctor. And, Ooh. you know, like, there's no reason you couldn't do, like, a fucking better procedural, but in the Marvel Universe with characters you already have. That's true. So true. Um, Give this man a job. I'll do it. Sony, you listening? Lord and Miller? I feel like we got this. Email me. Uh, what else we got? 
Um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. You can't stop Zack Snyder. He's on fire right now, Apparently man. Aside cannot. from Justice League, Snyder Cut that's forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got uh, the Army of the Dead movies. He's going to come to Netflix. going to be huge. And this is a part of the the Dawn of the Dead that he did back in the day? Um, I'm not sure. They're not, they're not giving too much information about it. Um, Sarah Pauly in it? She is not in it. Right, maybe it's not the same. Um, but right. Army of the Dead follows the aftermath of a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas and the group of mercenaries who venture into the quarantine zone to pull off a big heist. And you I, know what? On board. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm all for, I can't wait to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Don't get me wrong. But I look forward to Zack Snyder not playing with superheroes because one of his best films was the fucking zombie movie, was Dawn of the Dead. Totally. And like, I, I look forward to him going back to this world. And I appreciate, I, I always like a good genre match. Yeah. And I love a good it's heist movie. a heist movie. movie with a zombie. I mean, never thought of that. That's pretty fucking cool. Oh, man. And it's one of many, right? Like, he's going to do a few of these, they said. There's a cartoon series, too. Right. It's spinning off into an anime series, um, as well as a prequel following one character, a, a German dude named Ludwig Dieter, um, before the events of this thing. And they're shooting it in Germany, and I think it might even be in German language, because Netflix is huge internationally. Yeah. And they're very big on both international productions and playing to specific audiences in those yeah, places. Yeah, and putting up, like, you know subtitles and stuff. yeah so like it's super fucking smart if you've got an international cast that's playing people from all over the world just do fucking movies on all of these characters in that world where they were already badasses and also there's a, a company that's going like you know what still some fucking gas in the zombie tank mm-hmm. and uh we'll take it from here amc like <laughs> seems like they're stepping up to be the next walking dead for sure yeah no it's it's really it's a smart play um Oh, man, I can't wait. When does it say when it's happening? Uh, next year, the movie's happening. Oh, fuck. You know what I watched right before I came here? Hmm. I'm thinking of ending it. The Charlie Kaufman oh, yeah? Netflix movie. <laughs> I am not smart enough to understand it from one viewing. It sounds cheery. It's, it, <laughs> it's not not cheery. It's not not It's cheery. a mind trip, though. Mm. It's, uh, boy, you want to feel fucking dumb? As not just as a human being, but also as a creative in this business. Yeah. I, I, I spend two hours and change watching that and being like, yeah. I've long admired that work and also stayed a bit away from it because it always like, synecdoche New York, this is over my head. Yeah. And I think I'm a relatively smart person and I don't know how to feel. I had to turn to my wife to be like, what happened? <laughs> she explained it and I was like, sounds valid to me. But uh, I will rewatch it again. Some of the best writing I've seen in a movie. And this dialogue porn. Mm. No, I mean, I I loved being John Malkovich. I loved adaptation. You know, like there's, he's he's brilliant. Yeah. But sometimes it's a little like, ah, the the heat of your brilliance is making me feel inadequate. You got to clear a few hours (laughs) for this because it'll... A few hours after the movie, so you could sit there and be like, what did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, just to feel a different way. Uh, what else we got? Um, it has been a year since David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the creators of Ye Old Game of Thrones. Oh, they brought that uh, dragon in for such a safe five-point landing, if they I remember t- correctly. <laughs> they totally Everyone was did. very happy with the end of Game of Thrones. They were. It was Game it- over. 
we were all victorious, I remember people saying. Yes, I think there was champagne and laurels. And, and they were like, these guys, give them all the Emmys. Um, they, uh, they've set their first TV project at Netflix. And it's an adaptation of a Chinese science fiction epic called The Three-Body Problem, which is the story of humanity's first contact with an alien civilization. Okay. Um, Benioff and Weiss are not necessarily running the show, per se. Um, Alexander Wu, who is the co-creator of AMC's The Terror Infamy, mm. the season they did about the Japanese internment camps, mm. uh, is coming on to, to write and executive produce alongside the Game of Thrones pair. Ryan Johnson. You've heard of that fella. There's a guy who knows a thing about telling a story. Indeed. Um, he's gonna Mr. Brick himself. What's he been up to since Brick, Mark? Um, you know, he made a film called Looper, and we've never heard of him since. Looper's a good picture. Somebody should take notice of that. Give him a big movie, like a Star Wars or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know, sometimes we come up with good ideas here. Take a flyer on yeah. that kid. Um, he's going to executive produce. Um, and Plan B, which is uh, the company run by Brad Pitt, um, will also executive produce alongside Rosamund Park. Basically, like, they just got... It's Rosamund a Park. hell of a pedigree on that picture, Indeed. on this series. Um, and I look forward to not watching it. When is it going to be... Uh, <laughs> Sounds too smart for me already. Uh, it's, it's a ways away. I mean, they haven't written anything. They haven't shot anything. They're literally just signing deals now. Um, but it's, you know, this giant sprawling epic. It's three, three books are in this series. And who's doing it? Netflix. Fuck. These streamers, man, they're spending all the money. You got to see this fucking Ridley Scott thing. I mean, Raised by Wolves looks so expensive. It is, it is the first arms race that is actually benefiting us. Yeah. Truly, it's like they're all just in a slugfest for our eyes, and they will spend mm -hmm. ungodly sums of money to win. Not since the great cola wars of the 80s. <laughs> as, Crystal Pepsi. As the American public benefited <laughs> from two warring titans. And you know what I say? Let them fight. The burger wars of the thoughts. That's true. Fuck, Indeed. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, Star Trek. I'm I heard of it. Yeah, they're, they're celebrating a Star Trek day next week. Why? But, um, basically, I think it's like the 55th anniversary or something. Of oh, the, right on. Of, um, of the original series premiere. But in the wake of every other virtual convention that's been happening, specifically the fandom, uh, they're like, let's do a day also where we celebrate all of our awesomeness on the internet. And they do got a few Star Wars programs to shake a stick at. It's not just one thing anymore. No, there's there's a good, you know, nine different Star Trek shows that you could find some way into talking about. Um, but one of the things that they announced in advance of that is that Star Trek has cast its first nine binary and trans actors for Star Trek Discovery. Right on. You know, well, that's oh, is this who we're looking at? That's who we're looking at. Blue D Del Barrio will make their screen acting debut as the non-binary character Adira, who's highly intelligent with a confidence and self-assurance well beyond their years. Um, and Ian Alexander will play the transgender character Gray, empathetic, warm, and eager to fulfill his lifelong dream of being a Trill host. Means he basically has a slug inside of his body that's also another person. Right on. Starfleet. Very inclusive. Very much so. And, it, you know, it has Looking always been. Looking like the galaxy. In the DNA of Star Trek. Um, has always it, been diversity, inclusivity. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yeah. Um, and so for them to, to make this sort of push forward into that kind of diversity is welcome. Nice to, to sure. see them uh, staying on brand. Absolutely. 
somewhere Gene Roddenberry would be like, right on. Right on. Well done. I won't make them have any conflict because the future is a conflict-free zone, but good on you for bringing them in. And also, like, I left it pretty vague. I'm like, somewhere Gene Roddenberry, which presupposes he could be in hell. He's not. <laughs> He's not, kids. Gene Roddenberry, they'd never take him in hell. He'd go straight to heaven because he came up with Star Trek. Yeah. Now, that's, that's a ticket straight in. Pretty much. That's a get-out-of-jail-free card right there. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, they'll be coming to Star Trek Discovery. I'm not sure if they're a part of the third season or if they're being added later, um, but it premieres October 15th, so hooray. Um, what is the theme song to Star Trek Discovery? Um, I'm imagining there's some sweeping strings and a horn or two. It's not. They didn't do needle drop like that one. What was the Star Trek where they did a song? And you're like, what the fuck? Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. It was we're like, like yeah, we're in space, <laughs> fucker. And it wasn't even about space. It was just like, the heart of a man or some, some shit like that. Where you're like, It was a Diane Warren song, which was basically just, yeah, it was about the human spirit. <laughs> where you're like, that's, that's not very Star Trek. Yeah. Now, the Discovery theme, like, it, 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 it starts as if it feels like the Alexander Courage, but then makes a couple of bobs and weaves, but it feels like So it feels Trek. like, bam, ba, 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 ba. Oh. And when did that fucking take over for, why did they dump that shit, man, for a fucking march? Those howls, man, that's Star Trek to me. Ah. Uh. We talked about that there were lyrics to that song, right? Yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember, remember the stars. Is that what it is? I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> there are lyrics. Apparently, we just don't know them. Yeah. N- nobody knows I th- them. I believe the last lines are remember me. They could be. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's a cash grab. Oh, it, he did it. Yes. The, like the score existed. Alexander Courage was like, I wrote your theme song. Great. I would like 50% of the royalties on this. How do you get those? Gene Roddenberry as a television writer? Write lyrics to a song that will never be recorded. It's crazy. And so every time it's played. Courage under fire. Mm. Damn. Man alive. Um, uh, what else we got? Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to make television. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone does. Why not him? Why That's not? That's where all quality goes these days to TV. Pretty much. Um, he is working with Skydance Television. Skydance are the same people who made the last couple of Terminator movies. Um, and uh, sh- creator Nick Santora, who did Scorpion previous to this. Okay. And it's a global spy adventure with a father and his daughter at the center of the story. And that is all of the specifics that anybody has. Any, any no, anyone know where it's going? Um, it is being expected to take out to streamers shortly. There it is. So this, this feels slightly like news in that... How- how old is he? Schwarzenegger? I'm not sure. I think he's 70, like 70. Right? Yeah. I think he's like 70. But uh, this happens all the time in the in trades where here's a little bit of news that we're also using as a uh, ringing the dinner bell to announce to the town that we're going to be bringing them something to see. Yeah, no doubt. And yet, I'm still really fucking excited to see Schwarzenegger on television. It'd be better if he was like, I'm going to play King Conan. Yes. You know what I'm saying? For like sure. Amazon's doing a King Conan series. Mm-hmm. I'm returning to the role that made me a star, but I'm, you know, old ass Conan sitting on his throne and shit, going yeah. on adventures. Um, I remember one of my favorite parts of True Lies, which, you know, is a pleasant enough movie, a little tonally imbalanced, mm. but it's that Charlton Heston is basically playing Nick Fury in that movie where he's got the eye patch and the salt and pepper on the temples, and he's heading up an international spy agency. 
I'm like, you know who would also be kind of awesome at that? Schwarzenegger. You know, not that I need a non-Sam Jackson Nick Fury, but the sort of grizzled old veteran of a thousand wars you've never heard of. Like a guy who's expendable, if you will. Potentially expendable. Hmm. Hmm. Good for him getting that TV money, man. Indeed. Now we got to compete with the likes of fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Tough to get a TV show. Now we're competing against the Terminator. Very much so. Well, may the best man win. May the young man. And we're men, not a robot from the future. No. Um, And the other bit that I found that reminded me of a thing that was interesting in that news item was that they're making a twins sequel called Triplets that I forgot that they were making with Eddie Murphy. Danny DeVito, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's still going forward? Apparently still going forward. I'll watch anything Eddie Murphy does, but... (laughs) So I'll watch that as well. But it it just seems... I remember now it's all coming back to me. That's that's a hanging butt. Yeah, well... I'd I'd watch anything he does, but... No, I'm on board forever, man. Fucking (laughs) his Christmas episode of SNL. Still one of the most magical fucking mm. hours, hour and a half of TV in the last 10 years, man. I, I hope they bring him back every year right before <laughs> Christmas. That would be the gift that SNL could keep on giving. Indeed. Uh, tonight, what else we got? Tonight they're re-airing the... Uh, they're doing the Chadwick Boseman Chadwick. episode, which that sketch that we, were, we talked about very briefly, the Black Jack Pretty sketch, yes. jumped like it went viral and it's now up to like 23 million views wow prior to this it had been like well prior to his untimely passing it had been like maybe two three million views or something but it's so damn endearing and such a funny sketch and he's so <laughs> wonderful in it god yeah it's been one week since yeah. we lost the black panther himself um my favorite um new story that came out in the in the in the intervening time mm. is that his hometown in south carolina yes. wants to pull down their confederate statue and put up a statue of chadwick boseman that's awesome i'm like you know what yeah i back that i mean i was 100 percent for taking out the confederate statue <laughs> like regardless but mark's like now <laughs> i could get behind taking down the confederate <laughs> statue <laughs> take down all the confederate statues and put up them all statues of chadwick Boseman or all marvel characters i mean i'm not picky <laughs> you know that one makes sense because that's his hometown but like you know some other neighborhood iron man totally who would fight this shit this i think we're on to something if it was all superheroes yes then marvel he, superheroes and you marvel. know what some dc get batman superman. i mean honestly yeah we'll just make wonder it. woman she huge right now <laughs> her curating is hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically based on like what the public wants mm. yeah, the only one be terrible be an ant-man statue because yeah it's all but it's, tiny. it's cheap yeah very cheap it's for the cheap zone they're like where well, you took down the fucking confederate statue you didn't even put up a new marvel statue look look closely yeah. they're like Oh, it's Ant-Man, you sons of bitches. Lean in. (laughs) Um, Did you know... That would turn it from a confederacy to a pro-federacy. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Did that joke work? Uh, I think so. Thank you. I thought you were going to go con like con-federacy, like it's a convention. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky I didn't go, it's coming through now, con. 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 Confederate. Khan! <laughs> Kamala Khan? Yeah, not to be confused with Kamala Khan as played by Sandra Sad. Yes. Um, do you use the Waze, the app, the Waze? To- I, I fucking live on Waze. Even when I'm not driving, I use Waze to get around my house. 
It's such an amazing There's app. a speed trap in the stairs. Tells you where the cops are. So I don't want to go up to my kitchen, Mark, if the cops are sitting there with a radar gun. Uh, yeah, no, that could come in handy. <laughs> exactly. For lots of different reasons. Are there cops here? Not going that way. Exactly. I'm going to um, stay on my floor. I'm not going upstairs. Apparently, uh, according to DC Comics and Waze's official Twitter, until October 31st, Drivers will be able to select the Batman the Animated Series protagonist. Kevin Conroy did a voice? As the voice of your wave. Oh, my God. Why only till a certain time? Why can't we have that forever? Um, well, I think you could have it forever, but you only have until the 31st to download it. I'm downloading it. Yes. Oh, my God. I want that. That's so much better than the, the, you know, the random lady voice. Yeah. To hear Batman telling you which way to go. Go left, citizen. Is that what is that graphic up there? Well, they'll also put up. You can the Riddler is the other voice from the Arkham uh, video games, but you can turn your car, your car symbol ah! into, into the, the Batmobile. Yeah, I'm in. Wait a second. So Kevin Conroy is the Batman voice, and the other voice is the Riddler, but it's nobody. Wally Wingert from Batman Arkham Asylum. And I'm certainly not saying Wally is nobody, but I'm saying like Kevin Conroy has been Batman for the better part of my lifetime at yes. this point. Um, you know, so uh, this, this is a tall order to stand next to that guy. It is. And they also come with apparently like little playlists um, featuring memorable soundtrack cuts from masters like Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman, and Prince. Oh, yeah. I want in. This is all good. This is all good news. Who's picking the Riddler voice? Unclear. I don't even care like if it was like and starring, you know, fucking uh, Brad Pitt as the Riddler. The Pittler. Like, who would pick that over Batman? Although, if they got Mark Hamill as the Joker <gasps> to give you directions. Then I would do that. You're absolutely right. Missed like, opportunity. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Or like, saving some money. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> um, I'm totally fucking doing the Kevin Conroy Batman. Yeah. Like, I rarely. That's going to change my life. I rarely listen to the voice on my ways. I usually have that muted. But like, I might. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Now I would use it to go. If I was going down the street to like 7-Eleven, <laughs> even if I knew the way. I would be using my ways just to have Batman tell me what to do. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a time when Sam Jackson did one mm -hmm. um, that I didn't download because I'm almost positive he wasn't going to curse at me the entire time. Like, that's the version I want. Left, motherfucker, left! Get these motherfucking cars out this motherfucking lane. <laughs> you got 500 feet, bitch! Slow down! <laughs> Remember, I think Schwarzenegger did it too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As the Terminator. He was uh -huh. like, go right, <laughs> go left. Um, reach your destination i'm i'm so down for that man i hope they paid kevin conroy a bunch of money for that too as His do I. pipes are golden and what else you got uh the last item is literally a thing that that swung through my twitter okay um from the blackish uh writer's room twitter feed okay they put up a still of a of an image uh, of a character in a submarine that they used, I guess, for, for you know, an episode. Mm -hmm. And they said, this submarine is, uh, that we used was co-owned, is co-owned, not was, is co-owned by George Clooney and Richard Kind. George Clooney. Richard Kind, the actor? Yes. The guy was like, oh my God, Big Bong from fucking... Bing Bong from, from Inside He owns Out. a submarine? With Clooney. They're best well, I friends. I know they're friends, yeah. But like... I, oh, wait, they own a submarine together? They own a submarine together. And I, I, I just, like, I have friends. Makes I, sense. Batman owns a submarine. I have lots of friends. Some of them are relatively well-to-do. Nobody's ever like, hey, man, 
You want to buy a submarine together? I wonder how much that costs. I mean, and how much money does Richard Kind have to be diving in on this? <laughs> pun intended. The, the following tweet was like, and Richard Kind was there when we shot and said, I shouldn't have spent all my Spin City money on a submarine. Is that what he said? <laughs> That's what he said. That's pretty funny. But like, I was just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that those two guys, of all the things you could have gone in together on, were like, submarines, guys. We need a submarine. Must have been like when they were both a couple of like, you know, fucking hungry actors knocking about and shit. And like, if we ever get rich one day, we should buy a submarine. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? Cut to. Dive, dive. Great lady down. <laughs> well, like they were in Spielberg's submarine themed restaurant that he had in Beverly Hills. Dive. At dive. And they're like, wouldn't this be cool to have one of these? The restaurant? No, the sub. Yeah, one day. <laughs> Maybe I'll get on a TV show. I'm testing for this hospital Probably show. Probably bought it with that fucking tequila money. Didn't he sell like a, a booze company yeah. and made a fucking small billion dollars or some such shit? Yeah, he, he does very well on a lot of things that are on Speaking of a billion dollars, congratulations to fucking Tyler Perry. They just announced that he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Everyone criticized that dude from Medea, and that dude was just like, I'm going to keep wearing this dress until I'm a billionaire, and yeah. then that's that. I mean, he's got the massive studio and all that. Mm-hmm. I've read an interview he just did where he's talking about, like, I own all the lights. I own all the cameras. I own all the walls. So that means I make the lion's share of the profits. And he's like, yeah. Because somebody was like, how do you get to a billion dollars? Pretty yeah. damn awesome. I mean, it's you make a thing that is indispensable in a place that wants it. Yeah. And Atlanta is you know probably the production hub in america at this point it's the vancouver of america Mm. and his studio is the biggest and the best and the newest and the shiniest and he's been shooting he shot like four seasons of television in the last month yeah while we were quarantining yeah um because he's figured out a way to do it that's incredibly quick he's turned it into a camp like basically everybody comes to the studio and nobody leaves Mm -hmm. speaking of which they get tested and stuff right did you see that tom cruise uh is renting a cruise ship Literally to house the crew for the Mission Impossible movie they're shooting. Like he's putting the entire crew of the movie on a cruise ship. And not a yacht. Like no, a no, fucking like Pacific a Princess like, cruise ship. Yeah, like Norwegian Lines cruise ship. He's brave. At like, yeah. Of all <laughs> I mean, the things to do. Who wants to go near a cruise ship during this fucking COVID crisis? Yeah, at like $700,000 of his own money he's spending to rent this cruise ship to house his crew can't take it with you and i'm not saying tom cruise is anywhere near death but he is getting old so why not spend it on something lavish like that you know what free publicity mm-hmm. we know about it now we're like the fuck seriously so they're all gonna live on a big old boat yeah to finish up the production yeah soul boat that's just so low uh, that's isn't that coming soon too we should be seeing a trailer for coming to america to christmas too. What, the movie? Yeah. Which means we have to be seeing a trailer soon. Ooh, next week we're getting a trailer for Dune. Do you know that for a fact? Yeah, September 9th. I hear that, uh, I read something that, um, what's his name? Stalin Skarsgård Mm -hmm. spent six hours a day getting into the Baron Harkonnen makeup. I know, right? Doesn't that make you excited? Your skin is like a treasure to me, my Baron. I just want to spit in your face. Just a little spittle. (laughs) You're never going to get as brilliant a line reading as that. Just a little spittle. Just a little spittle. Um, is that all the news? That is all the news. Mark did the news. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. JC, 
we know that there are people out there. We know that they want to ask us things. Ask us the these questions three. JC here is the uh, this the this year proprietor of this year bar. Uh, say hi to him. They'll put a camera on him any second now. No, right. There he is. Oh, he Hello. did. JC's in charge of everything tonight. tonight. Uh, Andrew's not here, so JC's been running everything solo. And not doing a great job because you just cut back to us <laughs> as opposed to staying on there him. We go. Um, what do we got tonight, sir? How has the chat room been? Uh, chat room's been pretty good. Um, people are digging it. I had an idea, though. You said Clooney sold Casamigos for a billion dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, just sold Aviation Gin for 600000 We could probably do like 300000 if we did a Fat Man Beyond Seltzer, hard seltzer. Hard seltzer, you're <laughs> absolutely like right. And we run it for a couple of years and then sell it. Look, number one, I'm in. But number two, did you say that George Clooney made a billion and Ryan Reynolds made 600,000? 600, 600, or yeah, 600. Oh no, 600 million. Sorry. Million. I 600 like, million. Ryan Reynolds yeah. isn't very good at this. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> 600 million. Yeah. That's what he got for selling that. And the rich get richer. Fucking it. I mean, we could sell Fat Man seltzer for like. Four million. Yeah. Done and done. Fizzy pop. <laughs> done and done. We could sell it for I mean, who like was anyone really buying the aviation booze and shit? I have he did I, commercials for it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we don't have it here. I've never tried it. Mm. Um, but apparently six hundred million. That wow. seems like a lot for a thing that other people also make. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the weed business. I, I I apparently I got into the wrong line of work, man. Fucking should have been the booze business. Anyway, give us some questions. All right. Uh, from Jeremiah Nations. Okay. Um, is interested in knowing what writer and director would be best suited to make a biopic about the year 2020? Oh, my God. What Ooh. a great question. All right. Hit us again. <clears throat> what? Uh, what writer and director would be best suited to make a biopic about the year 2020? Uh, okay. Um, what's the guy's name that does Black Mirror? Oh, Charlie Brooker? Yeah. Fair. Very, very fair. I, I mean, I don't even know if he could capture this. Uh, the desolation. Um, if not him, Fincher. Did you see the pictures for Mank? Yeah. Uh, who do you think? Um. Charlie Kaufman could write it. Charlie Kaufman could write it. Um, Feels like Charlie Kaufman did write 2020. Son of a bitch. Part of me is like Soderbergh, because clearly he's already been down this road a little bit with yeah, Contagion. Yeah, it's true. With that, with that um, uh, <clears throat> what was it? Contagion. Contagion. Um, Roland Emmerich, the disaster of 2020. Um, Irwin Allen. Irwin <laughs> <laughs> a little something from the 70s, kids. Nice. Um, yeah, like it's... But I also get the feel like Armando Iannucci. Ah, to add some levity to it. To add a little like that dark, satirical kind of comedy of errors um, that like Veep is and, 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 and in the loop. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's my take. That's my go to. I like it. And Good Charlie Brooker and Armando Iannucci together bring you 2020. Oof. All right. What else you got? Question two. Okay. Wow. Too many buttons. Pr 
Prince Gastronome says he's getting married in exactly one week. So he's curious if there are any fictional marriages that you guys wish could happen and wish that did not happen. So like Jean Grey and Cyclops. Or okay. Uh, one that I wish could happen. M meaning two characters that I would like to get married. Two characters that never got together that you would like to see together. And mm. then two characters that they did put together that you wish they didn't. Like Adam Driver and Ray. Oh, like Raylo? <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, who would I like to see hooked up? Well, Bruce Wayne slash Batman, because finally he'd be happy, right? Um, With himself? He's going to marry himself? Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wayne marries Batman. He's like, I love you. I love you, too. Um, it wouldn't be Selena Kyle, not for my money. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, and it couldn't be Wonder Woman because she's a goddess. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to go Silver St. Cloud. Bruce Wayne marries Silver St. Cloud. And uh, you know that was the storyline that I was doing in Batman, The Widening Gyre. Mm. Um, and he gets like happy. Suddenly he's less interested in, you know, like fighting crime. He's more interested in his own personal fulfillment. So it'd be nice. I remember when, you know, they showed him at the end of The Dark Knight Rises mm -hmm. and he was with uh, Selena Kyle. It was good for him, man. This dude <laughs> deserves a fucking break. So him, I'd, I'd definitely put together. Um, who did they put together that I would not have put together? Um, Lois and Clark. I think that always has to be like, you know, they were married. Are they still married in comics? Probably not. They got married at one point. And I thought that was kind of like, you don't do that. Right. You don't land that plane. You got to let it <laughs> soar forever. Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? Um, that's what comes to mind. You? Um, yeah, I feel the same way about Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't, there's something about the arrested development of those characters that, understand the impetus to want Peter to no longer be a photographer at the Daily Bugle and become a college professor and he's happily or unhappily married and like I get it but I still always want to live in the Simpsons reality where like he's always going to be 18. Frozen in time. Yeah, he's yeah. always a freshman in college like he's just yeah I get that you want to tell the last story or the first story but that fat middle is where comics kind of live and I don't need that much progress. And also, it always feels better when it's just like the hero is romantically unfulfilled because, mm -hmm. like, you know, he's committed or she's committed to the work. Right. Like, you always want them to get close and then something tears them apart. Yeah. And then something forces them together and then something else tears them apart. Like, it's, and I get that it's hard to do that for 50 years, but at the same token, those are when those stories are the best. True. Um, for a, for a, union that never happened that i wished happened um dom toretto and brian o'connor from the fast and the furious movies <laughs> those two boys deserve to be happy together and one of them passed away and i get it and that's sad but before that happened like there could have been a big shiny wedding uh hashtag family <laughs> <laughs> 
even though you haven't seen those movies. I don't. Ryan James gave me uh, a full box set and Hobbs and (laughs) Shaw for my birthday. And he was like, please watch them. Mark's right. So I will get around to watch them soon. But I got the reference. Like Captain America. I understood that reference. (laughs) Um, All right. That's the second question. And I wish that Luke and Leia actually got uh, past that first kiss. That's where that was going, right? They're related. Whoa. Things are weird down on the farm, my friend. Mark likes the strange. <laughs> um, <laughs> Han and Leia, I wish we'd uh, seen the wedding. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. I was always into their romance and stuff. I was glad she didn't hook up with, well, not her brother, but uh, with <laughs> Luke. Like, you know, before she found out they were, before they found out they were siblings. Yeah. Thought Han was the better choice. That would have been a nice wedding to see. Right? Mm-hmm. Darth Vader shows up. Fucking Han pulls his yeah. gun. I'm just here to give away the bride. No, he's just like, I'm here to eat. He takes his mask off. And, <laughs> and everyone's like, ew, ew. Yeah. Not the fish. No, that's the guy that got burned on the lava land. <laughs> um, all right, last question of the evening. All right, last one. Uh, Kevin Dye is interested to know. I thought that was a fucking yeah. request. <laughs> Kevin Dye. I'm like, that's not a question so much as it's an order yeah. could you put that in the form of a question <laughs> yeah will you die he uh he's interested to know what classic movie plot you would remake as a marvel or dc movie with the heroes and villains so you remake alien except the crew are the guardians of the galaxy huh okay all right um let's see <laughs> All right, I got one. Do you? I do. Go. Um, it takes a thief with Steve Rogers and Natasha. Ooh. An old fashioned fucking Hitchcock spy kind of man with no name um, romantic thriller. Mm. Let those two nice. kids finally get together. I like it. I'm going to go with Jaws starring. Odin as Quint, <laughs> uh, Thor as Brody, mm-hmm. and Loki as Matt Hooper. I will. I would like to see that version, but I would like to see that version of the Loki sort of rep theater company yes. from Ragnarok. From Ragnarok with Matt Damon <laughs> playing Loki. <laughs> playing Loki. Ooh, we get two Sam bites of the Neil apple. Playing fucking Quint. I like that. Um, let me see. Um, hmm. 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 Oh, the blues brothers. Okay. But with Falcon and the winter soldier. Nice. Nice. Buddy road comedy. Um, I'm looking for, there's, there's not a good collection of bad guys in the MCU. Animal House, but all mutants. <laughs> just yeah, just Gray Malkin Lane. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to see like Ocean's Eleven, but I don't want it to be the Avengers. But I want it to be like the bad guys version of that. Mm-hmm. Like they got to steal Mjolnir or something. Ooh, that's hot. Like the yeah, the Ravagers or the Avengers or whoever the hell it is. Um, 
Citizen Kane with Bruce Wayne. Nice. Citizen Wayne. And at the end, he just keeps, Zorro. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. What does it so mean? so fucking awesome. Um, yeah. All right. That's a pretty decent list. You got any more? Um, <laughs> BJ and the Bear with, uh, with Lockheed and Kitty Pryde. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, those two in a truck. Uh, girl and her dragon. Fuck. Driving across the country. I'm in. That's, 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 that's the, I wish Sony and Amazon were doing that fucking show. Give me that. Yeah, right. Written by, created by Mark Bernard. <laughs> And Phil Lord. Stolen from BJ and the Bear. <laughs> and again? Uh, is that it? That's, That's all, all I we got. got. Three questions. And we fucking aced them all. And that can only mean one thing. It's time to go back out into the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking hey. Still hot out there. Guarantee you. Did you have a good time sitting here listening to me and Mark? Chit chat. Nice to get through. No, no deaths this week. Thank heaven. No deaths this week. We stayed online the whole time. We yeah. Yeah. Uh... And then JC did the whole thing single handedly. Man, give it up for JC. Well done. Give sir. yourself a single there, hero. Mission Control. You can't. Can't do it. There, there we, we go. go. A lot of clicks. There's too <laughs> a lot many of clicks, clicks to get there. <laughs> um, the uh, the once again we got no home. Uh, to do the show and without JC. So thank you to JC and the scum and villainy cantina who every week he makes everybody go wait outside while we do the show in silence right here in the main room. It, it was never quite as weird as when we had four people in here. Yes. You know, like it's either like, let's pack a house or let's do it vacant. But four people? Give it up for our one audience member tonight, Brett Deacon, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Given us, uh, given us the. It's nice to have another warm body in the room. It is, you know, the, the mild like chuckle from show. Brett. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're doing well if you get Deacon chuckle over there. <laughs> um, and uh, give it up to the dude on the other side of the spit guard, without whom there is no uh, fat man beyond Mr. Mark Bernardin. I'm very happy to report that I had to get a another COVID test. Another one for. Uh, uh, Josh Roush's uh, movie. I'm going to go do a part in tomorrow. So before they let you on set, you got to go get a test. Mm -hmm. And it came back negative. Excellent. You're going to yeah. be an old hat at this. Still not covid -y. Yeah, yeah, boy, I'm getting a good. But one uh, day, sooner or later, man, they're going to jam it up my nose and be like, what'd you do? What you got up there? Yeah. And I hope I'm as strong as Michael Rooker. I am also afraid of the day when they figure out, you know, the, the, the version of I'm selling my pee because my pee is clean drug yeah. test thing. Somebody figures out, like, listen, man, just we got this nose off of a cadaver where it has, like, for a hundred bucks, just, you know, swab a fake nose. Ooh. Ooh. I hadn't even thought of that. I, yeah, I'm sorry. It'll happen. Somebody will figure out a way to spoof these tests. Um, I mean, so what do you, like, you're going in for a test and they go to swab your nose. You're like, no, no, not that one. Swab this one. Yes. Close your eyes. <laughs> swab away. They're like, um, did you take that from somebody, buddy? No. It's my spare. Hey, who knows? The nose knows. There it is. Dad joke to finish the, the nose fucking plays. show. The nose plays. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming out and hanging out with us uh, on the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the things that make us happy. All these wonderful distractions from the 
dumpster fire that is 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just if you ever, if it ever gets to be too much, you just come hang out with us here in the Fat Cave. Indeed, once a week, we'll yeah. be here. We'll tell you cool shit that's on its way, and you'll be like, oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, Things I mean, ain't so fucking it's, bad. It's just a hot mess now, but you know, maybe in six months I'll get to go to the movies. In the meantime, again. you go watch some Lovecraft Country. Indeed, you go watch some Raised by Wolves. Go watch some The Boys season mm-hmm. two. Go watch Mulan. If you if you're in the mood to spend that money, Heaven you like Jeff. that thing. We've seen some stuff. We can vouch for it. Indeed. Um, and uh, and you know what? Also, mm-hmm. if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't want to watch any of those things. I've got ideas of my own. Well, you go write some stuff, man. Yes. Just like he does. Just like I do. Go create. Sometimes it's nice to kick back and be entertained. Sometimes it's way more fun to be entertaining. So. If you feel remotely creative, go go right. Fuck watching other people's shows. Yeah. Go you make know. your own show. And if either you are watching and taking some shit, if you are creating some shit, and you're also in a mind to eat something, use the DoorDash, Fat Man offer code, $5 off your first order, no delivery freeze. God, he's good. That's right. Don't forget that code's Fat Man, F-A-T-M-A-N, for five bucks off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, zero delivery fees. Yes. And thank you to Sandra Saad for taking time out of her hot ass Saturday night Saturday. Of, of ice cream socials to come and talk about Marvel's Avengers video game and Kamala Khan. Which you could play right now on any number of video game consoles. Is that correct? I believe it's true. There it is. So, yes. So, thank you, Sandra. Keep kicking ass. Well um, done, kid. Yeah. Uh, that is fat man beyond for this week man i'm kevin smith i'm mark bernard tune in next week same fat time maybe same fat channel smodcast.com or youtube.com slash kevin smith for the good of all cree wakanda forever prosper and wakanda forever (laughs) all of them this has been a production of smodco internet radio sir Only at Smodcast.com.